Good morning and welcome to another episode of Morning Fog with Dr. Mark and Liz. Good morning, Liz. Good morning, Mark. How are you today? I am absolutely wonderful today. Love it. Love it. It is a crazy warm day for February, but I got to tell you, it kind of gives me like a little taste of, of spring. So this has been a um, an interesting winter. I'm excited to have this conversation with you today. This comes up this is this is everything. What we're talking, we're, we're going to talk about is basically everything <laughs> in any relationship, whether it's professional, whether it's intimate, whether it's with friends, family. This is everything. the job. This is it everything. Is, it is everything, and it is the it is the crux of making sure that you do not get into arguments you don't need to. It's making sure that you are truly able to be seen, heard, understood. So what are we talking about today? We're talking about what we refer to as full spectrum communication. The ability to truly get all of the information you want from you to somebody else and to do it clearly, to do it in a way that they can truly understand all of the intention of the communication. And that's really important. So as we start off, it was George Bernard Shaw who said that the single biggest problem with communication is the illusion that it's taking place. And that's really what we all have. We have our mouth move and we have sounds coming out of it. And we think that we're communicating and we are not. And now we make it even more complicated by all of our electronics. Mm -hmm. So Liz, why don't we start with the first of three parts of communication? So the first of three is only 7%, which is really important that people understand this, and that's words. So think about this. So the words that you're saying are literally only 7% of communication. When you're texting somebody or emailing somebody, only 7% is coming across in your communication. Texting by far, I, you know, texting, and you and I say this all the time, texting should just be for meeting somebody a certain time. Like it should just be the facts. Just the facts, ma'am. It should not be a way to communicate any emotion or anything else because words, it's only words. And then it's up to the other person to interpret. And um, we've all learned that words can be twisted. I'm sure everybody's listening to this has had somebody twist their words when they said something or wrote something and they thought one thing and the other person interpreted it completely different, differently. And that is why it's important to know that your words are only 7% of what's coming across in your communication. So be very intentional about your words. And let's just think about that for a moment. That means when you write a text, mm -hmm. not only is it quick and you can put the typos in, you have the autocorrect that puts the wrong word in, but even if it's 100% accurate, you're losing 93% of the message that you want to give to that other person. They are losing 93%. And that's really like trying to interpret 
someone's meaning, someone's thought, someone's feeling, someone's intention in a complete vacuum. Which is why when it comes to texting in particular, really, it should just be about, you know, when are you coming home? Or can you, can you pick something up at the grocery store? Or how are you feeling today? Are you feeling better if you knew somebody was sick? Really just very, you know, very, very specific, short things. It cannot be you trying to emote because it's definitely going to be read in a way, unless you say, I love you. Obviously that's, there's pretty much only one way to read that, but you know, it's really hard to get your true feelings across and your emotions across with just the words. And that's true. And that actually is a, is a beautiful segue to the second part of communication because, you know, we can say, I love you. And clearly someone hears they're loved or I love you. And the difference in that is what's known as the intonation. It's the tone of voice. It's the next 38% of communication. So now I'm sure that many people listening had their mother or father or grandparents say the same thing to them that was said to me. It's not what you said, Mark. It's your tone of voice. I grew up with that over and over again. And that second version of I love you with a little twist of sarcasm clearly sends a very different message. Same verbiage, but very different potential meaning. So we've got to remember to use our intonation. Now, what is our tone of voice? It's not just the quote unquote tone. It's also how fast we speak. It is also, you know, how loud are you whispering? Are you speaking in a normal volume or are you screaming? So intonation is not just the quote unquote tone or timbre of your voice, but really it has to do with a lot of the aspects of how you express those words out of your mouth. So I want to add to that because when, here's an example of, of the intonation being misinterpreted. When, when a person gets really upset, I'm going to use my husband as an example. We all hear him as yelling because his voice gets louder and his cadence changes. And so everyone around him hears it as yelling. In his mind, he's not yelling. He doesn't hear it as yelling. So he hears it as he's just being firmer and stronger and trying to push his words on onto you. This happens with so many, how many people that have we worked with Mark who their intonation completely changes from a conversation to a conflict, like boom, like to an argument, to bickering because of the tone. Because people aren't paying attention to what their tone is. And if you don't pay attention and you start to amp up, then that other person is going to feel a little bit of stress because you're amping up and maybe you're amping up because you're passionate about something or you're upset about something or whatever it is, but it starts to change the dialogue. It changes it from a conversation to potentially escalating to an argument just by your tone. Oh, 100%, 100%. You know, we don't typically think about how we use our tone. But if you 
want to be a good orator, you want to be a good communicator, you want to have a good relationship, we can start being a little more proactive with how we use our tone. The individual who is yelling all the time is always loud, sends a certain message even when they don't mean to. Uh, the person who has a little sharpness, you know, maybe you are upset at something at work and you're now home and you're talking to your spouse. Well, maybe put a different thought in your mind while you're talking to them rather than the thought and the irritation, because that thought, the irritation of whatever happened at work is going to come through in your tone of voice to your spouse. That's so true. And that has actually happened to me before. I'll be, I'll, I'll be the first to raise my hand on that one, that there've been times where I'm upset about something that's gone on in the day. And, and Andy will say to me, are you all right? Because I'll respond to something he said in a flippant tone. And it has nothing to do with what he was asking me, or he was saying, even my kids have said that. Are you, are you, wait, sorry. It was something else that was going on in my mind. I was responding to you from something else not in, you know, not in response to what you said. So it's thinking about that, like trying not to take, take uh, your garbage <laughs> from your professional life to your personal life or vice versa. We have to all be very conscious of that. The last one is, oh wait, did you have something you wanted to say before I go to yeah, the last I one? I just want to sort of just let people just think about where we are again. So we had 7%, which is our verbiage or words and 38%, which is our intonation or tone of voice. That's 45%. So now we come to the most significant part of communication, which is the part we really rarely think about. And that's the 55% remaining. And it is body language. And we have so many discussions with people that we, that we work with on body language. People do not realize the message that you're sending to somebody. If you could be really listening intently, but if your arms are crossed right, right there, you're showing that you're a little bit disengaged or that maybe you're not in agreement when in reality, you might be completely into the conversation. Leaning in shows that you're really interested. Eye rolling, that's a big one. What is eye rolling? You might, I'm an eye roller, but I roll my eyes when I'm thinking, but what does it come across as disrespect? Not, not acknowledging what the other person's saying. It could also be a coping mechanism, but something to be really aware of because that is a body language that really sends a negative message to the person that you're communicating with. You know, what's interesting is that human beings, we all read body language very, very well. We have a PhD in reading body language, mm -hmm. but we flunked kindergarten in using body language. <laughs> And it's really important to understand that, that someone else is interpreting your body language, which is completely a, a subconscious and unconscious action in the vast majority of, of cases. We just show up and we're talking and we let our body just do what it's going to do. And we don't proactively use it, which we'll talk about in a minute. But the fact is, is that the other person is interpreting that and interpreting it very, very well because we're good at it. You're absolutely right. And and it's important. I love what you said too, because we're subconsciously interpreting it and consciously interpreting it. There's two <laughs> interpretations going on. Mm -hmm. So subconsciously, we certainly read people's bodies 
body language all the time. And then we, then we flip it over to the conscious and then we start to form an opinion on what we're seeing. So how can we focus on, how can we be more intentional on focusing on body language? Because it is 55% of communication. So if you're communicating with your partner and you're having a really serious discussion and you really want to get across maybe something that you have to be a little bit vulnerable about, your body language is needs to be sort of leaning in, needs to be open, needs to, um, and then the person interpreting it hopefully is going to also be leaning in. And this is something, again, everybody has to pay attention to. We as coaches have learned a long time ago, NLP, which is neuro-linguistic processing, which is following a person's body language. So if a person subconsciously, a person is going to think, that you're really hearing and understanding everything they're saying if you sort of follow their body language. It's, it's creating a deep connection by mirroring and it yes. has to be a mirror. So if their right leg is crossed, your left leg crosses. So it's the mirror for what they're doing. It's not your right and their left. So you're opposites. You, it needs to be sort of in that position. If they're leaning in and they're leaning on their hands, you know, that you would want to do the same thing. So again, that, that is a subconscious thing that allows us to sort of mirror and it's a very deep human drive to mirror other things. A lot of times that's, that's precisely why when somebody yawns, somebody else will yawn too, the, the, the catching yawn. Well, it's the same thing as the smile. You walk down the street and you smile at somebody, usually, unless a person's just in a completely grumpy mood, usually somebody smiles back. It's just a natural response to a person smiling at you. Exactly. So, you know, if... If you're in a position that you need to to have a discussion and it needs to be fairly serious but not anger, you can be sitting back and saying, "Look, you know, I, 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 in your mind, you know, I really care about this person. I'm really, you know, and you can step back and think about it because if you're thinking about how you want to show up, then your body will start to show up in that way for you." One thing that's really, really important, and this is, I mean, this is for in business, this is in your intimate relationships. And this is if you even have kids, when you're trying to have a critical discussion, be on the same level as the other person. Don't be standing and they're sitting because that automatically puts you in a domineering position and makes the other person more submissive. If you really want to get your message across, you need to be either sitting right next to them, sitting across from them, or if they're standing, you stand. The point is, is that try and keep yourself level with the person that you're trying to communicate with, because therefore you put yourselves in an even playing field. And that also is, is interpreted in different ways too. I know for sure when, you know, as parents, a lot of times, you know, you get, when you're angry with your kid, you stand up and you're bigger and you're, you know, the, the child is smaller and all, you know, they, you have dominance over them. And so you're not really getting your message across as much because they're feeling the dominance rather than the message. If you want to get your message across, you sit down, you talk to them, or if they're little, you get on your knee, you get in front of them, you know, eye contact. And again, same thing in, in, in business. If you really want to talk to a person, whether it's your boss or an, who's working under you, you need to, if you really want to be heard, you've got to be at their at their eye level. So whether you're both standing or you're both sitting, that's really important to remember. You know, it's interesting because uh, there was a study done in medicine years ago that physicians would either walk in the room and stand and talk to someone in the bed or would walk in the room, sit down in the chair and talk to the person. 
even if they spent a longer period of time while they were standing, the patient always believed that they had spent more time when they sat down. Again, how you relate to the other person, how you position your body, even as far as sitting or standing, all of these things can truly impact that 55% of the message you're trying to get across. So if you think about, and you've, you've been in a place that has a public address system, and you're trying to understand what someone's saying, and they are leaving these holes in the, in the words as they're coming through, because, you know, it's, it's, it's static here, broken up and up. And I, the fact is that that's what we're doing to each other when we don't fully use our ability to communicate full spectrum. There's a benefit to having the technology we have, but we have to understand its limitation. An email or a text, 7%. A voicemail left on the phone or a voice text that is sent, 45%. Try your best, particularly in the important conversations to get in front of someone else proactively and with intention, use your body, use your tone of voice and choose your words just as wisely and make sure that you communicate full spectrum. So if you are looking to have success in your business relationships, as well as your personal relationships, this is the key. Focus on how you communicate be intentional with everything you say and you do and how you, and, and most importantly, your body language. Make sure that you, if you really have something important that you need to get across, you have to have that intention. So we hope that you learned something today. As Mark and I said, this is everything. Every You can't have a, relation, a successful relationship if you don't know how to communicate well. And these are the, these are the pieces. These are the three pieces. So get out there today. Start to think about it, be intentional, and we look forward to next time. Until then, have a wonderful day. You too, Mark. Bye. Bye.